absolutely worth it. And I'm not looking back. Um, I will be 42 this year. And how? I'm telling you, listen, How? and the people kept telling me, once you turn 40, oh, you'll get it. And I thought to myself, do I have to wait? (laughs) I'm thinking the same thing right now. I'm like, do I have to wait? Can I get it now? Um, Do you get it? I do. (laughs) But it was still something magical about turning 40 because after I turned 40, I was like, you know what? I don't. What what is it? I-D-A-G-F? Oh, yeah, I D G A L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I got to where I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is pointless. Me worrying about what you think? I know who I am, yeah. but that was another revelation. I had to learn how to trust myself. Yes, and only getting in silence helped me. Welcome back to Energy in Motion, everyone. I'm your host, Rakalan, excited to be here with you. We have an excellent show for you today, and I'm so thankful to be able to have had a very authentic conversation with an authentic guest. But before I get into introducing this amazing lifetime friend of mine, I want to make sure that if you have not thought to subscribe yet, you think to subscribe now. Just because it's so important for me to know that the conversations that I'm having are ones that you all are interested in. Because I want to give this to the community as an offering, an offering of authenticity, an offering of transparent and conscious conversation. So subscribe and let me know that you're actually feeling what we're talking about so we can continue to pump these episodes out. Also, make sure that you share them with people who you value in your life. It's so great to be able to not just hear conversations like this, but to use these in the conversation that you have with your friends and your family. So if you have not shared any of these videos, use this one as the perfect example to share with someone in your life because this is a conversation that everybody can relate to. Make sure you also follow at 3 in Motion just to make sure that you're in the loop on what we're talking about next week, as well as you're in the loop on upcoming events. Conscious Conversations is right around the corner, March 18th, and I want to make sure that you see all the updates and know how to get your tickets. So following us at 3 in Motion really helps with that too. So today I have the amazing opportunity of having sat down with Letitia Knight. Letitia Knight is my dear friend, but more importantly, she is a certified mindfulness teacher. She is also the owner and creator of Authenticity Movement. So that's authenticity underscore movement on Instagram. Make sure you go and follow her so that you can be as mindful, as educated on the science of the brain, and as engaged in healing conversations about how to get in touch with yourself as possible. So follow Letitia. There's a lot of vulnerability to what we talk about. There's a lot of, lot of authenticity. No, no, of course, shameless plug intended but it's so important to be able to hear from her her experience and I think it's something that a lot of us can relate to I know that I could so enjoy this conversation with Letitia speaking to me about what authenticity means to her I believe that everything we need we already have inside of us we just have to remember yeah we just have to remember who we are so it's not so much about finding the authentic self. It's more about just remembering because at some point in our lives, I believe we've all been um, what I describe as our authentic self, which is love, compassion, confident, courageous, fearless. Yeah. I know I grew up bossy, confident, telling people what to do. I ran my mama's house, but somewhere along the way, I forgot 
that was who I was. Mm. Um, so for me, authenticity is just being who it is that my creator designed me to be. And he just, he designed me to be courage, courageous. Mm-hmm. He designed me to be fearless. He designed me to be um, love and compassion, um, patience, kindness, all of those things. Yeah. So that's in a nutshell what authenticity means to me. So let me go ahead and just tell y'all, I adore me some Letitia Knight. Can you not tell from this first minute of her talking why? Oh my goodness. Compassion, love, patience, kindness, all virtues that this woman has. So as this episode goes on, you're going to continue to see why we each need more Letitia Knight in our life. And so that leads me directly into how have you evolved in your relationship with being authentic because you talked about how you know you started off Mm -hmm. fully aware of all that you are and then somewhere in there usually in adolescence because adolescence time is the hardest time especially for women Um, just because you're trying to figure it out right what is true about you other people are telling you things yeah they're all in your ear your family's telling you what they expect out of you you don't really get to decide what you expect out of you socially we don't leave space for that so how have you evolved in your relationship with living authentically? Oh, it's just one of those things. You know how you have grown up here and I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> I was sick and tired of being a people pleaser. Um, I've always been everything that everybody else needed me to be. Mm-hmm. So I've always been labeled as the strong one. Always. Yeah. And that takes me back to my childhood when I was authentic, my authentic self and able to express it more. Um, I grew up in a home where there was a lot of alcohol abuse. Um, my dad was physically violent. Um, my mama was a fighter, though. <laughs> you ain't going to be the only Listen. one swinging. Uh-huh. Listen, my mama was a fighter. So I grew up watching a lot of physical violence. Um, she wasn't going to lay down and take it, but she also didn't leave. She didn't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I grew up feeling like, okay, if you don't listen to me, I'm about to put my hands on you. Mm-hmm. So I was always the one, the protector of my brother and sister. Now, I'm the middle child, but like I said, again, I was bossy. I was very confident. But in times of trouble, I was always the one calling the police. I mean, I had my script down. Um, yeah. uh, this is Letitia Knight at 1307. <laughs> you know, my mom and dad are mm-hmm. having a fight and I need help. Yeah. I even recall one time helping the police uh, because my dad... There was a fight. The police came and my dad took off. I remember being outside helping the police search for him because for me, I was a protector. Mm -hmm. And I even still feel that way today. And I always say, well, if you're under my level, my umbrella of protection, this is what you get. This is this is the all encompassing package. Yes. So I've always been a protector. I'm a fierce protector of my mom. Um, My 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 little motto is. You, you can't be upset about everything. Everything can't make you mad. You need to know what makes you go tick-tock and boom. Uh-oh. Not the tick-tock and boom. I've got three things. You don't mess with my mama. Mm. You don't mess with my child. And you don't mess with my money. <laughs> These are the, the holy triad. Yes. The holy... Yes. Other than that, you know, you might be able to eke by, but don't mess with those three things. Those mm-hmm. are the things that make me go tick tock and boom. Yeah. The mindfulness meditation teacher, the peace teacher, we all have something. Yeah. And those are my three things. Other than that, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. So when do you think you started to fully own 
all of what you are again since you came into the world with it and then you lost your way a little bit but that's part of the fun right you know you gotta forget it in order to really celebrate getting it back Mm -hmm. so what was it like when you got it back oh it's recent um it's very recent for me i think it was the realization that um i've overcome more than the fear of failing publicly yeah because when you fail privately it's a whole nother ball game. It is. But public failure can make you um, feel unsettled, um, not really feel like you know who you are. Yeah. And it's only been recently that I've really grasped that fully and kind of slapped myself in the face, not physically, but, you know, girl, wake up. You have conquered. So much more. Yeah. Bigger mountains. You've you've made it through so much more. So, uh yeah. yeah, pull it together. If, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. If you're not, you're not. You yeah. either in or you're out. Make a decision. Make a decision. You'll be okay either Yes, way. absolutely. So I think once I kind of stood up to myself, because that's something else I'm learning how to do is stand up to me mm-hmm. because I'm the biggest critic. Yes. Just like mo- you know, most of us, that voice in my head talks me out of so much. Um, but for me, really, it's a delay. It's not even necessarily a denial. It's a delay. Mm -hmm. Because once I have it in my mind, I'm going to go get it. Yes. It might take a little hemming and hawing and, you know, somebody else to see something in me that I'm not necessarily grasping myself. Mm -hmm. But once I figure it out, It's it's done. It's done. It's done. What Letitia is speaking to is the incubation period that we all need to get it in our head that the thing that we are about to pursue, we are actually worthy of. Sometimes it does take someone else coming along and pointing out to us that we have the skills, we have the ability, or at least that we have the potential to start to pursue these things that we're interested in. Other times, we finally decide we're sick and tired of waiting around to give ourselves permission to be great, and we just take that greatness for ourselves. And it sounds like Letitia is all about taking that greatness for herself now. It is done. And I feel like that's a true testament to really the manifestation process, right? And attracting things. It really comes down to believing it. So you might have had the inkling of you want that, but you might not believe that you can have it yet. Right. But as soon as that belief kicks in, then the momentum kicks in. And it's not so much about the end goal. Right. It's the journey of getting to it. And then you look up and you have it. And it's like, oh, well, I much more enjoyed all of the gems I got along the way than just the arrival at this thing that I wanted in the beginning. And and then I think for me too, believing that I deserve it. Because that's something I didn't realize that I felt about myself is that there's some things I'm just not, I always thought that there were things that I was not worthy of. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you think that stemmed from? My dad. Mm. I I think once I realized and was able to accept that I was a daddyless daughter, um, wow, things became more clear to me. Once she realized she was a daddyless daughter, this might be a trigger for some of you. And if it is, please know I am feeling it out with you. While I am not a daddyless daughter, I know a thing or two about attachment attachment styles, and the impact that that has on our lives starting from when we enter the world just as babies. And the experience of coming into this world and needing to rely on someone, someone who may or may not have actually been there to give you what you needed. So growing up, you often feel like there's a void, something that you feel entitled to that you weren't given. I understand. That's heavy. That's hard. But listen to what Letitia has to say over how that helped her to form her own understanding of living authentically. 
going back to my relationship with my dad, out of all three of us, I grew up with the older sister, younger brother, I'm the middle child. When my dad got mad, he wouldn't claim me. I was not his. If he got mad at my mom, he would take off with my brother and sister and leave me behind. Um, I remember one day with him, it sticks in my mind because I didn't know at the time he was severely dyslexic. I'm extremely uh, smart at math. He was a mathematical wizard, but I had no idea he was dyslexic and couldn't read. So I remember him picking me up from school one day and um, it seems like a long time ago, but they used to have Pizza Hut used to have this. If you read so many books, you got a certificate and a free pizza, personal pizza. And that was big to me. So I remember him picking me up from school one day. And I was like, ah, look what I got. He literally slapped me across my face with his hand. And he was like, you don't ever, ever do anything for a prize. And like literally that changed everything about me from that day forward. How could it die? It, it changed everything about me. So for me, whenever I've accomplished anything, I don't make a big deal out of it. Um, and that's been difficult because I have had a certain level of success in my life. People think that when I touch something, it turns to gold. And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> I worked hard. <laughs> and that's the thing. Being someone who's been in your presence and around you, the, once you speak to people, they turn to gold. So the things that I look around and see in this gorgeous home, you will see, this home is gorgeous, Aww. is it not? It's, it feels like what you touch turns to gold. Aww. And I wish, I wish that younger you could have received more of that. Because yeah. I know you're giving it to you now. Absolutely. Even though there are days that it's not so easy to give, right. but wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a turning point for me. And I, I became very, um, I equated uh, bragging and boasting to something negative. Mm -hmm. And so a I, negative consequence. Yes. Too. Yes. So I've always tried to be humble or if I do accomplish something, it's like, okay, we can celebrate for a minute and then I move on. Wow. There's a lot of things that I've done that I don't even remember. Somebody mm -hmm. has to recall it for me. Well, did, don't you remember when you got... Oh yeah, because I I never allowed my own self to really celebrate because it so always meant negative. You suppress your accomplishments. I do. You suppress. I always have. Wow. I always have, and for me, it's about making other people comfortable. So if if you seem uncomfortable because of the stuff you're projecting on me, mm -hmm. because I I had to deal with that a lot too. Oh, you you went to college. You going to college, so you think you better than us or. Yeah. I took all of that in. Yeah. So for me, it's like dimming my light. I'm the master yeah. because I want other people to be comfortable. And so I think that's why authenticity for me is so important is because I've spent my whole life being what other people want or expect of me. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think also that's why I've become in love with the, the, the Salbona phrase. And I may not be pronouncing it correctly, but... Um, it's an African greeting that says, I see you, mm. you know, I see you not for who I want you to be, but for who you really are. Yeah. And for me, that's important to see somebody for who they are minus my expectations. And as human beings, that's difficult. Yeah. But for me, it's so important for me to see a person for who they are. Yeah without expectations yeah so um that's beautiful that's 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 where i am and i'm i'm loving life right now yeah yeah boo saubana meaning yes we see you too letitia
And to be able to connect with someone like her, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Because we both are loving life right now, and to share in that space together without having to dim our light, to be able to uplift each other to even brighter spaces, that is what this is all about. Yes. It has been wonderful. It's been a great 2020 yes. already. Yeah, yeah, it has. So much has just um, transpired and... I've grown so much and I'm, I've seen the consequences of living in joy. Pause. Consequences of living in joy. What? My God. How have I never thought to say it that way? Come on. Consequences yes. of living in joy. That's a moment. It's Consequences awesome. of living in joy. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel so amazing. And um, and you're allowing yourself to absolutely. feel amazing. And to share that with people, not trying to squelch that. Yeah. Is yeah. it scary not squelching it anymore? No, it's not. I think it's more so uncomfortable for other people because this is not the me that they're used to seeing. So people who knew you previously, mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable. Because I'm like, I just met you last year and I adore it. Oh, I yeah. love you too. Yes, I do. I do love you. But I think it's the people that are so used to being around me and they know who how I've always operated. I call myself old faithful because I'm just consistent and I'm always going to be what you need me to be. I'm blurring those lines this year. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, people are always like, "Oh, Letitia, she's always going to be there." Well, you know what? It's time for me to do stuff for myself. So yeah. I may or may not be there. And guess what? I get to choose. So if I feel like it, I'll be there and if I don't, I won't. And at least you know if you're seeing me, it's because I want you yeah, to see me and absolutely. not because I felt obligated. And that's where I've lived my life, from a place of obligation. And then I had to tell myself, guess what? Everybody else is doing what they want to do. Why can't I? Yes. You know, I don't want to live in a place of where I'm doing something from guilt or, well... They expect me to be there, so I'm going to be there. Yeah. That's how I've always operated. I'm doing my thing now. Yeah. You got to do what you feel like doing, not what you're obligated to do. Because at that point, what's the fun in that for you? And people appreciate more when you give to them because you want to, not just because they asked you to. Okay, some people just want you to give to them because they asked you to. But those people need to give to themselves. And that still includes the people that I love. But um, if I don't feel like it, I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, like I told my daughter, you know, I may have said a cuss word or two, but I said, I'm not taking anybody's crap this year. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I feel like I've always taken a lot of crap. Mm -hmm. So people see me as a, oh, she's so nice and sweet and humble. Hey, baby, I have my days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're you only know, seeing one side of me. You're only seeing one side of me. But sometimes I feel like I need, I need to allow people to see the person that has boundaries because mm -hmm. I do. You do. I have boundaries. I haven't always had them. But or enforced them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. More about the enforcing because they've always <laughs> been there, but I haven't always, um, like you said, enforced them and then said, okay, here's the consequence to stepping yeah. over that boundary. Because everything is about balance and it is a double-edged sword. While there are consequences of joy, there are also consequences to overstepping boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with enforcing those boundaries. What is an authenticity movement and what is its mission? Uh, well, the mission of authenticity movement is to inspire you to be authentically you. And again, I have to say not the you that the world or life can make us, but the you that your creator designed you to be 
because you know, as we move through life, we put on masks and um, social identities that are not really us. Yeah. So for me, I want people to be able to release those weights, strip mm-hmm. themselves of anything that is not really true to who you are in the sense of self. Yeah. Um, which for me is, it just goes back to spirit. Mm-hmm. And our spirit really does long for uh, expansion and awareness. We it are does. really just consciousness. And I just want people to know it's not a secret. It's not. The movie makes you think it, you know, it, yeah. the secret. Yeah. But it's 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 such so, it's such a common truth that people just think it's too easy. Yeah. It can't be that easy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, is. it is. We are consciousness. We are expansion. We are awareness. The truth of this is why I can swear and live by the fact that I am not my thoughts and I am not my feelings. I am the observer of those thoughts and those feelings because I am consciousness, because I am expanding awareness. And the sooner we figure out that this is not some secret that's being withheld from us, but really just a truth that we have to remember for ourselves, the better off each of us get to be. And it's not easy because the process of getting at peace with that truth that's a whole life journey. Yeah. But it is that easy as in you don't have to try to be something right. that you already innately are. Right. That's true. That is so true. And yeah. once I really started to get that, um, it's it's like weights lifted. I feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel as bound. I'm working now furiously to erase those lines from my own child because Absolutely. I did raise her to be um, very socially conscious of what people thought and if you make sure your clothes are ironed and, mm-hmm. and, and not saying you need to go out the house wrinkled, but, yeah. um, but I, it's not about that alone. Right. It's not, it's not. So I'm working furiously to, um, kind of release her. Yeah. You know, yeah. To herself. Yeah. So that she can connect with her in a way that it took us, you know, later on in life yes. to start doing it. But for herself, she could start young and yes. she feels Amaya feels very connected. She is. She is an amazing kid. I'm like, I just love her. And I tell her all the time, like, you are a teacher to me. Mm-hmm. You have taught me so much mm-hmm. um, because she reflects me right back to me. <laughs> and um, and I'm thankful for that because it helps me to realize what's the next layer yeah. that I need to work on. Because I'm still working. Yeah. Um, but I'm so much further than I was just last year. Yeah. So, um, I think motherhood is one of the most, uh, amazing things that I've ever done in my life at this point, because that girl has taught me, <laughs> she's taught me a lot. Yeah. She has. Yeah. I, I, I remember when my mom passed, I was deeply interested in having a child right after that, mm. just because of missing the mother daughter right. relationship right? and not actually in any way being prepared mentally physically emotionally to have a child but just that connection and so i felt the impact i had on my mom yeah. and i definitely feel the impact she had on me so seeing you two together it's precious because it's like i remember the friendship and the mother-daughter mm-hmm. dynamic of that yeah so. once you're a mama's girl you will forever be a mama's girl and it takes work and that's what i always want people to understand is just like any relationship it takes work yeah i have to wake up every morning and meditate because I want the me that she encounters to be what she needs for that day. Yeah. And it changes. Mm-hmm. 
It, it has to be fluid. Yes. Yes. So for me, taking that time in the morning, because that's when I do my, my main practice, I take that time in the morning to get me together. Yeah. You know, not only for her, but for me as well. But when I walk out that door, I want to be um, the embodiment of mindfulness. I want to be that love. I want to be that compassion that she needs because I know she's might wake up in the morning and okay, it's time to go to school. I'm not feeling well, or she might have her own things she's going through because she's in middle school yeah. at that time where she is trying to figure out who she is. It's a ferocious time. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It is. So I do what I feel is best um, for me mm-hmm. and to be the person that she needs me to be, the mom she needs me to de- be that day. Mm-hmm. Because I know from moment to moment, it's, it's going to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to change. It is going to change. And that's such a progressive way of parenting. Um, I think in the past, parents expected the kids to adjust to the parents. Yes. Like, hey, I'm doing enough for you already. Right. You're lucky you're here. Yeah. Just get with the program. <laughs> but that doesn't grow people who can communicate, who have emotional intelligence. That doesn't grow trauma-free right. people. That grows trauma-filled people. So this is what I call progressive parenting because it is no longer putting it only on the child to adjust and find its place in the family, to stay out of the way, to be seen and not heard. It is now also the adult's responsibility to help the child to emotionally regulate, to find their place, to find their voice, so that instead of just being someone who can be told what to do, they can have things explained to them, to critically think, and to make decisions on their own. A lot of the times growing up in the past, parents couldn't afford for kids to think for themselves, and I understand still to this day parents might not feel they can afford for their kids to think for themselves but if you don't raise them to know how to think after you're done telling them how to think someone else will come along and do it too so it's so important to have kids who know how to not only adjust to their parents but also for there to be parents who know how to adjust to their kids and you hit the nail on the head because i'm not a parenting expert but mindful parenting is is a big deal for me and I like to get parents to understand that it's just not enough to raise a child that's a productive member of society. Mm-hmm. I raise a child that's, you know, going to keep a consistent job. Who's obedient. Who's obedient. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't break the law. Who doesn't question. Right. For me, it's important to raise a well-balanced whole child. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the emotional intelligence. I, You know, I want her to be well rounded period i Mm -hmm. want her to be as whole as i possibly can help her to be Mm -hmm. and that doesn't just mean being obedient and getting up and going to a a nine to five job to me it's so much more because i've been successful my mom raised a socially successful person but i was broken Mm. i was broken on the inside Mm, my god that is a word and a moment you know so yes i've i built my first house at 25 that's Material yeah. success. Um, I'm a, you know, I've been inducted into my high school hall of fame. I've got all of these accomplishments, but I was broken on the inside. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's where I want to have the most impact on my daughter is how is she feeling about herself? Mm-hmm. How does she greet the world every day when she walks outside of that door? Um, because to conform is not it's not it. It's not an option. It's not. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. So um, my interest is just raising a well-balanced whole child. Mm-hmm. She might be an artist. 
um, that, that, that might be how she makes her living. Mm -hmm. She's an artist. She really is an excellent artist. If she wants to go and just live and sell her paintings, I want her to do that. Yeah. I don't want to put the weight on her that I want you to be better than I was. Who what? defines that? Yeah, that's very subjective. Yeah. I want her to define that for herself. Mm -hmm. So that is, um, that's one of the things that drives me every morning is just getting to wake up and open that door and be Amaya's mom and um, seeing her beautiful smiling face. So. I love her. Well, shout out to Amaya. We're a big fan of you. <laughs> I'm a big fan of you. Obviously, your mama a big fan of you. Yeah, that's my yeah, girl. She gonna run the world. She that's is. my girl. Okay, it's not just enough to tell you how amazing Amaya Knight is. It's more important to introduce you to her. So there's going to be a future episode of Energy in Motion where Miss Amaya Knight, the co-founder and media manager of the Authenticity Movement, will be joining us here on Energy in Motion as the youngest guest so far. So what type of things can people expect coming from Authenticity Movement and the Letitia Knight this year? Oh, because the candlelit meditation that happened on New Year's Eve was awesome. I thought oh, it was very beautiful, you. setting the intentions, not just setting, you know, the what is the typical thing we do? Resolutions, resolutions. but intentions. And I like the, the difference of that and going into the new year, the new decade with the intention right. setting and just with you. So what else can we expect from you this year? Wow. A lot of growth. I really feel that uh, this is this is my year for growth, um, getting out of my comfort zones, because public speaking used to scare me to death. Like literally, I would have stomach issues right before it was not something I looked forward to doing. I love sharing mindfulness. I love it. Um, it just gives me joy to do it. Yeah. So I think people will see a lot of growth. A lot more, you know, authenticity because I am uh, taking I, back your time. I am. I am. And I feel like it's important for people to see me as I really am. Mm -hmm. um, as and you all, see you. That's right. And all, all that really comes are. with that. All of that that comes with that. I mean, I, I like to have fun. I'm funny. At least I think I am. I think. Uh, <laughs> you a fool. <laughs> you a damn fool. <laughs> I like, it, it, you know, I like to have fun. I don't take myself too seriously. And I love that about me. Um, I'm down to earth. I love people. I am a lover of people and you especially are. of women. I think women, we are the most phenomenal creatures oh, yes. created ever so i'm a big lover of women and um t i say that but i don't want to leave my brothers out yeah. the men out either so i am really thinking about doing um a mindfulness class that specifically focuses on black men mm -hmm. and uh, mental health yes so i am working with you know some friends a lot of counselor friends to um, try to get something together in regards to mental mental health yeah. in the black community because we really need we do we need it we yeah. need it and we need to just erase this stigma. It's not um, it's not a bad thing. We need to get mental checkups just like we do our physical. Oh, absolutely. But think about how people in black, the black community or people of color in general don't get physical checkups. Right. That's so true. So we're not even tending to our physical care. That's true. Our inside care, you can't even see that it's it's needing help. Right. Where we're definitely not getting around to that. Ugh. Okay. Now that I'm back on my soapbox, can we go ahead and break these stigmas? 
that mental health is something that people of color do not have to tend to. Hell, even physical well-being is something we need to do better at tending to. We're afraid to go to the doctors. We're afraid to see therapists. And I understand. Coming from a people who have been experimented on in history pretty frequently, I get our paranoia and our fear. But we still need to find ways to take care of ourselves. That's why groups like the More Than Mental Project or even events like the Melanin Man Festival going on February 28th to March 1st at For the Culture Studios are ways that we can start to have conversations and actually find the importance in protecting and taking care of our mental wealth. And speaking of the Melanin Man Festival, Letitia Knight will actually be the mindfulness teacher for that event as well. You gotta go check her out, y'all. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. I did see... Um... Of course, the interview you did with Victoria, she's amazing. She so is. I'm excited to to meet her and um, just be a part of the beautiful project that is the Man- Melanin Mana Festival. It's such a great M- name. M-M. Melanin <laughs> Mana Festival. Yes. It took me so long. I was like, when I was doing the, the voiceovers for it, I was like, Melanin Mana, Melanin Mana Festival. You gotta put some effort. Yeah, you gotta put some F's in there. Melanin Mana Festival. Yeah, we're excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I am. I'm excited about that as well. So just uh, been able to connect with some beautiful people already this year. So I'm, I'm excited. And it's I'm, gonna be a great year. Yeah, I'm ready to do the doggone thing. I'm yeah. tired of being scared. Uh, uh fear. Fear never looks so good because you, you fight right on through it and yeah, you do it anyway. You do. And that was the message from, from the first episode yeah. of this year. Be afraid and do it do anyways. It. Either you're going to do it or you're not. Make up your mind, girl. And so you'll also be showing up at some of the Conscious Conversation events. Absolutely. I definitely plan to have you lead a couple of mindful meditations at the beginning of some of them. So. And let me tell you this. I love that Conscious Conversations because I, I know that I never growing up felt as though my voice was heard. Mm-hmm. I was an ear for other people, but I never really spoke about myself. Yeah. And so I think that's why at this point in my life to hear conscious conversations and people um, opening up space for other people to just talk and yes. have open dialogue is amazing to me. Every episode leading up to Conscious Conversations, I'm going to continue to get y'all more hyped up about it because my guests are hyped up about it. I'm hyped up about it. My friends and family are hyped up about it. And so I'm looking forward to being able to meet each and every one of you who want to engage in these conversations in person. Think about an energy in motion episode, but actually live. That's what Conscious Conversations is essentially going to be all about. So are you going to be there? I know the time that I've spent around you um, and others in the village, I'm just like, I'm in awe. We love to get together and talk. Yes. We do. And I love that because uh, mindful communication, which is something else that I love, mindful communication is so important. You have to be able to say what you mean and how you feel. Absolutely. And know that it's important. And I didn't always have that feeling. And the sad thing is so many of us didn't. We didn't have an outlet. We didn't have a platform. We didn't have a place to have a voice, to have people actually validate our experiences. And that's why this podcast means so much to me and so many of you. And that's why Conscious Conversations is going to be another outlet for us to be able to connect. So because of me enjoying this connection that I share with Letitia so much, I had to do a take a beat that was all about her and her authentic self. So I asked her about her pros and cons to being an authentic being, and she gave me a beautiful list. Check it out. I get to make myself happy. (laughs) That's right. I get to choose joy and 
Am I operating at my highest level? And am I at the best for today? And I know every day is different, but I always try to live intentionally. My intention is to have a great day. My intention is to live in a space of peace and joy, yeah. no matter what comes up. And that's been the biggest eye opener is learning how to deal with the ups and downs of life, mm -hmm. the uncertainty. Um, I've learned there's wisdom there. Learning how to let things unfold as they're supposed to has been the biggest pro for me. I've learned to deal with the unsettledness that life causes. I'm learning how to walk through that. And for me, that's faith. Just believing that everything is gonna work out and that, that the way it is right now is how it's supposed to be. It might not look like what I thought it was going to, but I'm learning how to navigate that. And that feels good. Going back to being my authentic self, which is who I'm designed to be, I'm spirit, I'm open, I'm limitless, I'm yeah. boundless. Yeah. And so being that has been so wonderful. Yeah. So those yeah. Are, that's my pro. Thank you for being on the show for this oh, journey. Thank you so much for having me and uh, allowing me to be a part of your conscious conversations. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to all that we do together. Awesome. I am too. You know I love you, girl. You know I love you, girl. <laughs> you know I do. Do you see why I love that woman so much? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. She knows. You know, Letitia, how much I love you, but I love putting it on display. So I want to thank you, Letitia, for coming on this show, for sharing how much you love people, sharing your heart for people, sharing your heart for your baby girl, sharing your heart for me. And I look forward to everyone who gets in contact with you from this episode because you are spreading the love. You are spreading the mindfulness the way that you are purposed to do. Thank you for walking in your purpose. And thank you, everyone who's listening, everyone who's tuned in. I hope that you gained something from this conversation the way that I did. And if nothing else, you feel more connected and realize that you're not in some of these experiences, you're not in some of these feelings by yourself. We are in this thing together. So thank you. I hope you have subscribed. If you have not already, now's the perfect time to do it. Make sure you follow us at 3 in Motion just because I want you in the loop and I want to be able to talk back with you. And of course, as always, energy in motion family you get to feel whatever you may feel and you always always deserve to heal peace